All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Kente Corner, your favorite Casual Hoya basketball podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Bancroft, and today we're here to start off the 100th episode of Kente Corner with a very special guest. Very honored to be joined by Georgetown's current leading scorer, one of the top scorers in the Big East, a senior guard from Brampton, Ontario, who is on the cusp of joining Georgetown's 1,000-point scores club and is currently the Hoya's fourth all-time leading three-point shooter I'm, of course, talking about Javon Blair. Javon, thanks so much for joining us today. How's it going? I'm good. Thanks for having me. So I just rattled through all of your accomplishments, and I kind of wanted to take it back a little bit. You're one of Patrick Ewing's first recruits at Georgetown. I want to say he got in touch with you just days after taking the Georgetown job. Do you kind of remember your recruitment? You were, you were still undecided in the spring. What was it like when you get a call from a, you know, a Hall of Famer? Yeah, um, like you said, it was about, I believe it was around like April. I was still trying to figure it out. And then Coach Pat got the job here. And I remember I was at a high school basketball game watching it. And someone was calling me and I didn't know who it was. I'm like, let me just pick up. Then I picked up and then he said, hello, is this Javon Blair? I'm like, yes. He says, this is Patrick Ewing. And when I heard that, I was like, oh. I'm like, hey, like, how you doing? And he was talking to me, telling me how he likes my game and wants me to come up to visit and stuff like that. It was it was honestly just shocking. It was just a blessing. It was really cool just to be on the phone with the NBA Hall of Famer and the NBA legend. Yeah, so it's it seems like, you know, keeping your recruitment open. I know more and more kids are leaving it open until the spring. Just for the Georgetown fans, what what other schools were were you kind of considering at that time? Oh, I was down to about, I think, three or four. I, I, it was Georgetown, Georgia Tech, Washington, and I think that's it, honestly. I can't really remember. That was a while back. Yeah, no, for sure. But those sure. were like my like, final three schools that I was really going to pick from. So I've seen it you know, listed all the time, Brampton, Ontario, and I actually just a little bit ago looked where it was. I'm not going to lie. My... Canadian geography isn't probably where it should be. Not too far from Toronto, and I've been there for a bunch of Toronto FC games. How big is basketball for us that don't kind of understand what's going on in Canada? Um, I think a lot of us envision hockey and then myself, soccer. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's kind of a hockey first type of country. But I mean, recently over the past couple of years, especially starting with like Andrew Wiggins back in high school, he really paved it for everyone like Andrew Wiggins, Anthony Bennett, Steve Nash. And then I was like a lot of scouts started coming down to check us out. Then they started finding like guys like RJ Barrett and Simi and like myself and stuff like that. So it was really just you really just have to thank Andrew Wiggins and Anthony Bennett for them for doing that. So that's pretty much it, yeah. So you know, a lot of these, you know, high-level athletes like yourself, did you ever play any hockey or soccer? Or was there anything else that before you got into basketball? Yeah, I actually grew up playing um, soccer first until about, I would say, seven years old, six years old. Then I was just, then I told my mom, I was like, I don't like soccer anymore. I just want to play basketball. So then I just started sticking with basketball. I'm a huge soccer guy. And it seems like soccer's become more uh, popular over the years. Do you have a do you have a team that you follow over in England or it seems like that's like the cool thing now? Nah, honestly, no, I don't really watch soccer like oh, that, okay. but I am a fan of, um, I think his name is Messi. Oh He's yeah. He's pretty good. I yeah. like him. Yeah. He's it's good. Pretty, 
he's he's uh, pretty good. So the proximity, I, I just have to ask. This is a Georgetown podcast, but did you did you find yourself? Did that area lend itself to maybe being a little bit into Syracuse? <laughs> yeah, I've actually been to Syracuse a couple times. Honestly, back in high school with Coach Red, so I mean they were they were in in contact, but not as much as like any other school back in high school. Oh yeah, no, I, I just I just meant more like where you're like where you're living, like around here. It's you know a lot of Georgetown, Maryland fans. I'm just wondering if like you growing up were just kind of bombarded by the Syracuse Orange fans just being everywhere. <laughs> uh, a little bit, yeah, because it's right, <laughs> it's like four hours, so yeah, four hour drive. So yeah, growing up, I would watch them a lot, and a couple of Canadians went there too, so yeah, that I knew. So it was pretty cool. Um, so Javon, a player like yourself, when you end up, you know, becoming a D1 basketball player at a, a high major like like Georgetown, usually, usually along the way, there's kind of you understand like I think I might have it. Is there a particular like a moment, whether it's a game, a season, maybe you're at a camp where you're thinking like, you know, I think I think this basketball thing might end up working out for me. Yeah, I mean, I think I had that moment back in high school when I went to the Jordan Brand Classic International game. Okay. I was about 15, I think. And my coach told me about it. I'm like, yeah, like, I'll go. And I ended up getting MVP. And then I went back to the to the hotel room and I was talking to myself. And I was like, yo, like, I think I can really play this game. I'm not that bad. So ever since <laughs> that day, that I kind of took it. I kind of really took it. Ever since that day, I kind of really took basketball a bit more serious. But I never knew that I was really that good. So I think it was probably that good that game got that confidence and started to realize that it was going to work out and then usually when you make it this far who would you like to sort of credit with a lot of your success in in getting this far is it is it a family member uh, a coach a teacher who in your life kind of really helped you um my mom and my AAU coach back home I mean they really believed in me and some people didn't but they kept sticking with me and it wasn't for them. I don't think I would even be this far. I don't know where I would be, but I'm just blessed to have them in my life. And my friends, too, back home, they always believed in me, too. So I really give credit to all of them. Yeah, mom is always a very popular answer here. I totally agree with that for myself. And <laughs> that's awesome to hear. So a lot, not a lot of guys are wearing are wearing zero. It's become a little bit more popular uh, before you LJ peak with zero and just from a bigger standpoint, college football just allowed players to to wear zero. What is it about zero? It's kind of a it's a unique number to choose. Yeah, um, I've been wearing that since high school. Honestly, I mean, I was a D'Angelo Russell fan when okay. he was in college, growing up watching him. So, and he's left-handed, and I'm left-handed. So that's where I kind of took it from back then, and I just stuck with it, honestly. And then your nickname. Juggy. Oh, yeah. That's a long story I don't want to get into <laughs> right now. But that's okay. a long story before I was a kid, too. Okay, that's a different so topic. It's just, it's just one of those things that kind of stuck. Yeah. And okay. everyone called me that. So my mom hates it, though. She hates it. Uh-oh. When people call me that. But everyone else does. Well, you got to stay on, on her good side. <laughs> big thing with Georgetown, obviously, is family. That's a big theme with the Hoyas. Is there any... Obviously, this past summer was different, but is 
has there been any former players that you've connected with or alums that you've worked out with or given you pointers? Is there anyone else in the, obviously Pat's your coach and he's, you know, the most famous alum, but is there anyone else? Um, Other than coach, coach Pat, I mean, little Pat talks to me every mm-hmm. day. And then obviously like the players who I played with in the past. So Jesse, I yeah. talked to recently, I talked to Jagan almost damn near every day. I mean, he's 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 one of my closest friends. Um, Marcus, Trey Dickerson, John Momore. I honestly talk to all of them here, there. So they're just checking, ask how I'm doing, tell me if I'm playing good, what to do better, and what to continue to um, do. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. A couple questions about shooting here. It's been a long-standing debate among Georgetown fans, none of which obviously played. There's always been the debate of, you know, well, is is it hard to practice at McDonough and now it's the Thompson Center and play at Capital One Arena? Or is that just something that fans like to kind of imagine? Um, I would say that's a good question. I would say it's, it's probably easier to play in McDonough, but I've been playing in Capital One for the past three years. so I'm just used to playing there. So going to McDonough was just a different kind of change for me but I think I got used to it so I'm not really too worried about that I don't really think like that yeah I think it's always just been sort of you know Georgetown fans looking to say well you know they practice in one spot and they play another spot and they look for just sort of maybe is that something to to focus on and it's probably for high level players probably not a big deal and then staying with shooting do you have a favorite road venue that when you say oh we're going here I love this gym uh probably Creighton I have to say, every single year since I've been a freshman, I played the OK game there. So I'll probably say that's my favorite road trip. And then a lot of a lot of fans don't really get to you know know the players very much as far as outside of basketball. What are you majoring in, and what's what's kind of been your favorite class that that you've taken? I'm an art major, so anything with drawing, photographing, and printmaking—that's what I like to do. So I'm a hands-on type of guy. Okay. Okay. And then whenever your basketball career ends, what can you see yourself doing? Um, that's a good question. I think um something to do with basketball, probably like coaching or like okay. a like a grad transfer coach. I don't know. Anything with like basketball I would want to continue doing. If it's back home coaching, down here coaching, just something with basketball. Okay. And then and then Javon, you know, I've been doing this for a while. As you get older, it seems like the time goes so fast. Is it has, how's it felt for you? You know, you're. It seems like just yesterday, you and you and Pat and Jamarco were showing up, and you know, now we're almost through four years. Is is, is time gone by fast for you? Yeah, that's a yeah. It's been going by really fast. That's crazy because I've been talking to Jamarco about that the other day, and I was telling him freshman year went by so slow. <laughs> and then sophomore year and junior year and this year just went by so fast. It's like it's like I've been here for like two months and it's been almost four years. So it's crazy how time can just go by like that. It is. And and then from the outside, you know, you and Jamarco have been there so long. Do you guys have the kind of friendship that I think most people look at you guys as being connected? Are you guys pretty pretty connected on, on and off the court? Oh yeah, he's my guy. Um I mean, even when I went back home, he would call me, check in. I would call him, check in. Um, we'll play video games. 
we'll just talk and catch up. So he's really one of my close friends, yeah. And then I have to ask you about this. So you're in your senior year, but the NCA, because this year has been crazy and teams are playing fewer games and some schools aren't even playing, they've given the option for seniors, you know, to exercise their fifth year and, you know, work on school, continue with their master's. I know that you've got a lot of season left. Have you thought anything about about that possibility? Um, no, nah, I haven't really thought about that. I mean, I'm just trying to take it game by game and day yeah. by day. For, and then, you know, if something happens, then I'll think about that later. But right now, that's not really my my focus. I hear you. I have a hard time deciding what I'm going to do over the weekend, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> but I just wanted to bring it up. We're seeing a lot of other Big East players kind of talk about it and kind of giving very similar answers to what you are. But Javon Blair, Kente Corner, we started right before your junior season. We've made it to 100 episodes. And honestly, you coming on for this episode is really awesome. And I really appreciate it. I want to wish you the best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank you for having me.